Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. Eric, let's talk a little, what's the difference here? I've got uh, a couple things, some terms people get confused on. Maybe they don't understand the difference between the two fully or they kind of have a rough idea or, you know, whatever. They kind of bleed together sometimes. So let's run through some of these and see if you can break these down for folks to try to clear up some of the confusion. Uh, For example, we'll start with an easy one. Roth contributions and Roth conversions, definitely different, but they sound pretty similar. They do because they both have Roth in them and they both start with C-O-N. Right. (laughs) Roth con. con Con and con. Yeah, and I, I find this a lot where people get, um, I'm going to say messed up. They just, it's a, another language to them, right? It's like yeah. if you ever try to talk to an electrician, right? Like remember the movie Mr. Mom, right? Is it going to be 220 or 221? Hilari- <laughs> yes, that's hilarious you said that. I, that's the first thing I thought of when you said electrician. Are you going to wire this, you know, 220? Yeah, 220, 221, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a big difference between 220 and 221. <laughs> right, um, exactly. So a contribution is this is the amount you're going to contribute to that Roth IRA. Now, there's limitations based on your income. So uh, if you're a married couple, you make over around $218,000, you can't put money into a Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. You can contribute, though, to a Roth 401k. So that's another thing now, because now that Roth is in the 401k or the 403b, or they're the type of qualified plan that you have at, at work if they do allow it, that's different. That doesn't have an income limitation. The Roth IRA does. So that gets kind of a sticky point. Yeah. But conversion is if you're converting a IRA or you can convert a qualified plan to a Roth IRA. So when you do a conversion, what you're doing is you're agreeing to pay the tax on what you convert today at today's tax rates in exchange for you won't have to pay taxes on anything in the future on the amount you converted after you pay the tax on it or any of the growth. Yeah. So conversion is totally different. You do a contribution and a conversion the same tax year. It's not a, not an issue. You know, I feel like maybe the confusion comes in the fact that with the Roth contributions, we're contributing obviously to just like we would to a regular IRA. Maybe they should have called it IRA conversions because you are really kind of converting it from an IRA or a four hundred one k, I guess, to a Roth, right? So yeah, but it's you're converting to a Roth, right? Maybe it should yeah. be con- Roth conversion to Roth conversion to Roth <laughs> as opposed to Roth conversions. Yeah. There you go, yeah. something like that. Put the cart before the horse. That's right. Yeah, but I mean, so it can certainly, yeah, both items are very, very helpful, uh, especially right now in the tax environment that we're in, and many people have having been having the conversations about is a conversion right for me, moving some money from tax deferred accounts, right, like a four hundred one. Uh, over to a Roth. So that's the difference on those two. What about this one? Term life and permanent life insurance. Well, term life is going to insure your life. And really, it should be called death insurance, but they wouldn't sell a whole lot if it was called that. I know, right. So term life insurance is going to insure during a term. So 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, something like that. Permanent life insurance is permanent, which means it's going to be in force up until the day you die or you stop paying on it. One of those two things happens, right? So with term, it's very cheap. 
right? And so sometimes you'll take this out, like when you're first starting out, it's, you know, 20 year old, it's, I don't know, it's nickels to get, you know, $100,000 policy or maybe 50 bucks a month to get like a $500,000 policy because right. the chances of using it are minute, yeah, right? Your whole life in front of you, yeah. A 70 year old trying to get half a million dollar policy, that's going to be, that's going to be pricey. And at the end of the term, what happens is, is normally you can convert it to a permanent policy, whether it be universal life or whole life, and you don't have to go through underwriting. So some policies allow you to convert, and that way you don't have to, you know, if your health has changed, that's a big one, big conversion opportunity. And then you can always keep the term insurance. It's just going to be a heck of a lot more than what you're paying because it's only guaranteed for that yeah. term. I, I feel per, like – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Then permanent would be universal or whole life. We can get into that after your question. That Well, that was actually going to be – I was going to say it almost to me might have been more confusing for folks. I think people get more confused by saying what's permanent versus whole or versus universal. Is that the same? No, because whole life, what it's designed to do – and this is kind of the old school um, insurance. It's designed to build cash value on a, um, a scale – and the cash value is intended to equal the face value of the policy at age 100. So if you make it to 100, congratulations, here's your cake with a bunch of candles. And by the way, you could take all the cash out of your life insurance policy because it's equal to your death benefit if you wanted to. So whole life is, is it's hard to change it. There's no flexibility to it. Okay. So what they did, went back, and insurance companies are great at doing this. They go back to the drawing board and say, okay, what if we come up with something that's more flexible more universal so they come mm. up with universal life gotcha. so in universal life you have you can change things you can change the amount you put in you can change the face value of it so it gives you flexibility so uh, i like the flexibility of universal life if we're looking for permanent coverage for folks because you can make some changes whole life is it's just the old world insurance so to speak it does work for some folks um like any tool right it's not good for everyone yeah. it's good for some okay so but those are two types of permanent They're gonna be whole life and universal and then inside of there you have different versions you got fixed you got index and you have a uh, variable so there's all different reasons why you'd use one or versus the other okay well speaking of those two terms variable annuity versus fixed annuity i mean it's fairly obvious right there in the title uh between those two but go ahead and get a little breakdown we all have the same last name, too. And so when you have the same last name, I often joke with people, said if you were a teacher and you had a kid in your class, very disruptive, you know, never turned their work in on time, always smelled kind of funny, that kind of stuff. But, you know, they go through, they pass, you pass them on, and then you're looking at your roster for the coming in year, you see the same last name, same address. What's your thought? Well, it's the younger brother, right? Yeah, he's or just younger problematic, sibling. yeah. And maybe they're going to be the same. They might be perfect, right? So that's the thing. Annuity gets tied to lots of different things, but there are different types of annuities. It's like asking what kind of transportation do you use? Well, that could be what? A car? <laughs> could be a motorcycle? Could be a yeah. helicopter? Could be a Vespa. It could be. Could be a canoe, right? It's a form of transportation. <laughs> True. So annuities that way. Now, when you have somebody that's online that you know makes this broadband statement, I, should, I hate annuities and you should too, the thing is all their IREs really geared towards the variable annuity. So Variable means the things can vary, which means it's in the stock market. It's made up of separate accounts, mm. very much like mutual funds. And so those are going to go up and down with the market. And then they have a lot of fees and expenses in them because the insurance company doesn't have your money. It's in the investment, so they have to make money by charging you fees. A fixed annuity is not that way. It's just a fixed rate. In fact, we have ones that are kind of like CD-type annuities, which, I mean, right now, to throw out a rate, and I'm not sure when this will air, but – there's a company just raised it. I mean, on a three-year term, if you don't take any money out, you're earning 5.5 over three years. 
Okay. How is that bad? Yeah. <laughs> right? right? It's fixed. There's no going to be no variability to it, kind of like a CD. And then in between there, there's an indexed um, as well. So the thing is, annuities, they're tools. They can help some people. They could hurt some people. It's not the right tool for everyone. But what it is, it's, a, it's an agreement from an insurance company to do something for you. It can provide income, can provide tax deferral. It's got a different way it can credit interest rates. You can get fixed or you can get stuff that's linked to the market. Variable. One blanket statement I will say is I don't like variable annuities <laughs> um, because well, they're very like, expensive. Yeah, as I say, just like a variable mortgage, it doesn't sound like a good idea, right? No, no. Right now, that's what people are gearing towards because interest rates are so high. But in a variable annuity, it's also it's kind of like a duck boat. Have you ever been on one of those? Oh, yeah. Okay, it operates in two things. It operates in water and operates on land. It's not efficient in either one. In the water, it's very slow. I think it passed by an actual duck. <laughs> and on land, high center of gravity, you know, no, probably two miles to the gallon, right? But it, it served a purpose, right? Take troops in to, you know, get them across water and get them up on land so they can start fighting. And it's now it's fun at tours in the Reconcendels and other places. Yeah. That's what a variable annuity is. It tries to operate in the world of investments and the world of income. It's just not efficient in either one. So that's why I say separate those out. Separate your growth and your income separately and get different tools in each one of those environments. Yeah, you know, and people get sometimes they just get turned off by certain verbiage that gets, you know, used and abused. And I mean, it doesn't even say like on your Social Security check, it doesn't even say annuity actually on it, I believe. Well, it says primary insurance amount is your full retirement benefit, but yeah, Social Security I mean, is a form it, of annuity. It's in a form of one. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's Pension definitely some- is an annuity. It's just in the payout side of the annuity. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. Annuities have two sides. They have the payout side, which is where Social Security and pensions start. The other side is the deferral side. Mm. And you can stay on the deferral side for as long as you want. You never have to jump over and go to the payout side. There you go. Let's squeeze in one more real quick. And uh, 60-day rollover versus trustee to trustee. What's the difference? So 60-day rollover, which is now changed, you can only do one of those per year. And that's when you actually receive the money payable to you. Okay. Now, some companies, when you roll over your 401k, may send the check to you made payable to the other custodian. That's not a rollover. That's a transfer. They're just doing that for a security check, right, in case someone you know got your ID and started to cash it out. Yeah. So- but if they send it to you, uh, John Q. Public, it's made out to, <laughs> and you then you have 60 days to roll it over. Now, the issue is, is that you can only do one a year. So second one, you're going to have some tax issues with it. Mm-hmm. But you can do unlimited trustee-to-trustee transfers. You can move an IRA from one bank this week into another bank next week. As long as it's trustee-to-trustee, you can do as many of those as you want. Gotcha. But the rollovers, you only do one of those. That's if you receive the check. And then the other issue is if you're taking money out of a 401k or other type of qualified plan, they mandatorily have to withhold 20% as a prepayment of your federal income taxes. So, so I, if you had $100,000 in uh-huh. your plan and you say you're mad, you say send me my money, they're only going to send you 80. So if you roll it over within 60 days, you got to come with 20 grand out of pocket to mm, match that. Gosh, Otherwise, yeah. that 20 is a distribution. So ideally, we want to do trustee to trustee whenever we can. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready.
Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk in including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.